<laughs> I got a new spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that uh, is gonna. I want that as a. I want to get as a soundboard because, like, when we do get a sponsor, which we will, because all it starts in here, everybody that you can't see. It does. It's yeah. a visual, but that's where it starts. It's right uh, in it's... the taint. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's where belief begins. <laughs> goes up the spine, around the anus, <laughs> like and up the spine, straight into your brain. That's that's, that's why true. sometimes shit comes out my mouth. <laughs> like <laughs> that, it's all it, connected. Yeah, it's. But uh, no, I want to make a like a soundboard of like things that we say a lot. Not, not necessarily that we say a lot, but things that we quote a lot. Yes. So we have it there. Because instead of us constantly overdoing the same bit to just the... Uh, so, I've always wanted to be on a radio show. I always loved that. Like, when you see, like, the old Opie and Anthony and shit like that. Hell yeah. Like, just <laughs> awesome. But this is our studio. We have studio. We have a studio. It's virtual, but we have one. Yes, we do. And the soundboard is, is a distinct possibility. I can make that happen. Welcome to another episode of Movie Sherpas. This is a special episode of Movie Sherpas. Because um, we did a heck of a thing in October. Uh, that was it was far more ambitious than we than we initially thought. Uh, like you know, the initial plans for this particular podcast were. But Warren had a hell of an idea to do a big list of uh, a, a curated list of horror. And uh, and for us to showcase it throughout the month of October, and it was we 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 did it, we nailed it. It was uh, <laughs> what's up, Scott? It was uh, it was a hell of a task. It was very uh, in depth. I've never watched so many movies uh, in rapid succession cool. before. It was uh, cool just to keep up. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a little uh, a little top five recap here if you will um we're gonna take my it's it's not gonna be too crazy in depth or anything we're just gonna i'm gonna go through five and then simultaneously uh we're gonna both be talking at the same time it's gonna be very difficult to understand no yeah yeah we're (laughs) gonna uh, i'm gonna like say mine at the same time that he says his and see which one makes it through yeah and then just whichever one you hear that's the one that's that's the guy uh, but uh, we're we're both gonna we're gonna take uh, take five of them, and we're just gonna and and I have them in an order. Um, the more I look at it, it's not it's not a a ranked order necessarily. I did try to rank them as you know five being the one that's towards the bottom of the list, and one you know being the one that I would high, I would most highly recommend. Um, but you know and. I could look over this list again and and rearrange it in a different way, but we're just going to go with it. You know, it's yeah. we're just going to go with this today, as uh, when my when my grandma would make amazing things and never have a recipe in front of her. That's what she would say. She said, "We're going to go with this today," and you know, hopefully, hopefully, it's good. <clears throat> Tomorrow it'll be different. Yeah, exactly. And deal with it, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, suck my chode. Anyway, <laughs> I believe uh, now. Now I'm gonna take us on another tangent here. There seems to be a mix-up in communication here because, like, what do Americans think a chode is? Uh, well, there's a, there's several different uh, 
permutations. There's, you know, a chode being just the just the slang term for a man's junk. Okay. And then there's a certain shape that a man's mm. junk can take that would denote also being a chode. It's uh, okay. it's it's missile shaped, almost like a football. Uh, ah, okay, you know, that's, that's, that is that's, different. That uh, that that's kind of you know skinny top, heavy bottom. That's sort of yeah, yeah. Okay. That's sort of no, that's, what uh, what what uh, at least I grew up with. Yeah, it's when it looks like a traffic cone. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, if like, it looks like a traffic cone, or it looks like you know a a long football, which <laughs> a long football, like if it looks like Hey Arnold's head. Yes, like, exactly. Um, like like we always say, if you've made it this far, God bless you. God bless you. I don't know how much of that we're gonna keep in. More honestly, probably, probably yeah, probably not a lot. <laughs> I, I, I imagine just for like the sake of. But the thing is, I I, I stand by all of it. <laughs> I like, yes, no, I no, I, 100%. I, I stand by all of it. I understand that it's not appropriate to say, but but you know me, I say things that are inappropriate, but I don't say them in an inappropriate way. Like I mean it in like a good way. Like right. it's coming from like a place of like <laughs> like you know you you don't accidentally perform on stage as a stripper every night. Before we go into the listing of the numbers and the movies, what was that like? Because you watched all these in pretty quick succession, like so. So, what was it like for Halloween? Like, I like it was. I, I I dug it. I I tried to I tried to think of it as I tried to think of it as you suggesting movies for me to watch, not show research. That you know, I could have very easily just kind of did it as a as a job, but I did kind of make it a point to sit down and actually enjoy enjoy the movies and watch them as entertainment and not just, you know, not just fodder for a podcast. And, and in doing that, I really, um, in doing that and then looking back at the top five that I have here, uh, it wouldn't, if I just did it purely for research and everything, my top five would be completely different, I think. And I don't think it would be quite as genuine a top five as, uh, as this one is, but yeah, no, that was awesome. I, uh, it was as many, I think there's, well, we, how many did we do? There's 20, 21. Cause we added one, I think, we did. uh, yeah. something uh, like that to the song. list. Yeah. Dark, uh, yeah, dark song to the list. So, um, that's, you know, if you say, Hey, watch 20 movies, uh, that's kind of a daunting task, but, if you if you're you know that's a daunting task to do in a month but if you're just a you know a regular movie watcher and you're just looking for i mean if you're looking for different movies to watch i mean just that list of horror movies is going to take care of you for like probably the rest of the year if you're yeah, just a right. casual movie watcher who doesn't just i mean even if you especially if you uh watch any kind of movie if, even if you like where a specific movie, I just want horror. I just came here for the horror. Even even then, you're good for most of the year because you know. I mean, you're not watching one a night in most cases. Even if you are, you're at least good for a month. Damn it, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's. Uh, I, I will say, like uh, on on the point you're making, um, for me, 
I think it was a cool way to start this whole thing in in a in a big way because that's kind of the epiphany I had before we came up with the concept of this thing is that I, I realized that not just myself I can I can only speak for myself but I know that a lot of people like this too where we're so selective with what we watch almost restrictive with what we watch when there's right. so much content there and so for you to go through this list you hit a point where you just turn off your and you're just like i'm mm-hmm. gonna watch i'm that's it's gonna happen yeah and then all those things of like oh i want to watch this kind of movie i only want to watch a good movie but then you find good movies when you give in right when you give in and just say mm-hmm. i'm gonna watch this movie this movie and this and look they're not all gonna hit but you're opening yourself up to that standard that you're holding the like, did you, that standard you're holding to that great movie that pushed that bar up for you in your movie-going experience, you didn't go into it saying, I'm going to watch the best movie of my life. Like, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. You're open to it. You took a chance. And that kind of get, especially when you become an adult, it, it gets, I catch myself all the time when I'm adding things to my list or if I'm deciding if I'm not going to add it. I'm like, never want to just glance over something or say like, no, that's not going on my list. I ask myself why. Yeah, Why and that's I watch it? that's a and I don't think I don't think people ask that particular question, or at least they they don't at least they don't answer that particular question as often as 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 often as they ask it. Because like if you actually did break down why you're turned off by a movie, most of the time it's just because it's it looks inconvenient or the it's, the thumbnail yeah. puts you off or something exactly. like that. Exactly. A lot of the time, unfortunately, it's aftermarket parts, right? Yeah. It's it's stuff that even a, the greatest movie in the world, if it's independent, they don't have the money to cut a good trailer. They spent every ounce of effort to make sure the movie was good. So when it comes time to trailer, they're just like, put anything in it, just not, don't give away anything, which yeah. is going to make a bad trailer. Right. Like, yeah. So a good, you have a good to, movie can have a bad trailer. Like. Yeah, most can't. definitely. And 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 to that, um, most of the movies on this list have fucking shitty trailers. Like yeah. most of them, like a good portion of the movies it's, on this list have terrible trailers. It's such an afterthought, and I think it's because every single one of these films, to some, to some factor, is an artistic project of a person. So we think of them as movies. Each one of these movies on this list is an idea somebody had that was excellent. And they, you know, cultured it and, and, and built it and let it grow and then turn it into this thing. And then they get in, they realize the business they're in, they're stepping their foot through the door. Then they're like, where's your trailer? What's your synopsis? And what's your thing? And you're like, Oh, fuck. Uh, because I will actually, I don't want people to know that until they watch it. And they're like, well, that's not going to fucking hang here, motherfucker. Like, you yeah. better give me something. You know what I mean? And you're just like, oh, shit, I didn't think about this stuff. Um, but it really does influence us as movie, especially how we consume most oh, of yeah, movies. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. That thumbnail is huge. And it's, it's so uh, huge. You it's... even notice Netflix changes. Um, and I think Amazon does too, even blockbuster movies. 
if they notice a drop in viewership, yeah, they change, they change the, that uh, thumbnail. Yeah, they change the marketing around like, to crazy shit. Like I've mm-hmm. seen them change ones like Die Hard to grab shit I've never seen before. Yep, like brand new thumbnails getting designed for them. So they must have like a whole art department. Yeah, which is insane to think. Which you know, if that's, that's if how important that's that the is. case, yeah, that, yeah. Well, the 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 what we I think one of the I think one of the looked over but cornerstone uses for this particular podcast is to is to kind of break people of their of their visual acuity. Yeah, we will know? be completely accountable, right? Or at all, all I want is for you to stop saying no. Yeah. Right. Set some time aside. Watch the film that we talk about, and I'll be a hundred percent accountable. If you hate it, you can come at me. I won't block you. I won't anything. You can say whatever you want. You could be a limey cunt, like whatever. <laughs> like I don't care. You can go for my throat because I know what that experience is like. I'll feel for it. I'll be like, yeah, okay, that wasn't that person's jam, but I will get. We will get you. Like yeah. we are gonna, you're gonna find something, but it's about breaking that thing, and it's hard because I'm the most opinionated person on the planet when it comes to movies, and you want to see my watch list of like things that I've watched, like it would blow your mind. I've watched since the pandemic kicked off, and I was just like, do you know what? I'm gonna stop waiting for people to tell me what to watch, which is iconically, what, ironically, <laughs> what we're doing. Yeah, but it's in a different <laughs> way. Is it's like I'm gonna. I'm not going to wait for the next big news story to be like, oh, this mo- this movie or this new thing on Netflix is the biggest thing. It's, like, it's been out for four hours. How the fuck do you know? I reckon it's actually the biggest thing because you've spent the money to get this article put out and all these people watched it. Now, over all those people liked it, I mean, that's debatable because they took away the rating system on all these platforms. So it's not really audience rated. Um, even in Amazon, like they have the star rating. Who the fuck is rating that? Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of a, it's a little, it's a little suspect once you get to the corporate side of things, right? Yeah, no, of course, and and it's it's a business, and they can do what they want. But us, if you enjoy movies, if you've got that benchmark in your head, well, what you should be doing instead of holding movies down, it's like I won't watch it because it's not going to be as good as this great movie. Well, it might not be as great as that movie, but it might be the greatest movie of its kind that you've ever seen. And you're never going to find a movie that's going to push that like benchmark in your head of like what was your greatest experience watching a movie if you're not open to watching them, right? right. <laughs> like If you're just watching the shit that they're recommending out there in like, the mainstream, I mean, look, I, I, I know I come off as a hater and a, and a grumpy dude, but like, it, it's pretty bad at the minute. Like, it, it's, it's pretty bad. Like, it's bad enough to... It's bad enough to uh not trust a, a single thing that comes out of Hollywood, which sucks because there was a time where there was actual movies and stuff coming out of there that they weren't just recycling ideas or yeah. pummeling franchises into the ground. Like that happened with horror, but blah, blah, blah. You know, that when, when a niche market like that blows wide open, you have a finite, amount of time to make your money. But, you know, with this whole, with, with Marvel, with DC and all that kind of stuff, it's like the only movies coming out of Hollywood were superhero movies for the last 10 years. Yeah. Like that was in, in all of these independent movies 
And I should, I suppose this should be like, you know, thank you to Hollywood because all these independent movies, because there was so much fricking money getting dumped into Hollywood. A lot of these independent films got funded because the cash was there, you know? So a lot of these independent films kind of, I wouldn't say snuck under the radar because that's implying that they shouldn't have been on the radar or something. That's not the case, but they sort of were able to, they were able to be less scrutinized and they were like able to be made to happen instead of pummeled and regulated and rated in such a way. And like, you know, Oh, you, this person's got to be in it. This guy's got to direct. It. It's got to be done here. Has to do that. We can't do uh, that kind of stuff. It was done like, like this dude, you know, this fucking Pepperdine graduate yeah. motherfucker looking at you, trying to tell you how to make your movie. And you know, he yeah. ain't fucking touched a camera since his, since freshman year, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I think it's, it's, it's good and bad. Like the, the bad part is the good movies actually don't get the distribution, but you know, the good part is they get made and, and they're there to be discovered now instead of it's in, in it kind of like you, you talked about it a bunch of podcasts ago where it's like you, we were talking about the discovery of, you know, blockbuster, how it was like, you know, it was fun to go in there and, and discover movies that you, you had no idea about because looking at them visually, they, they, they hit you with something. And at the advent of the, you know, electronic distribution, it's similar. And they try to do it. If you, if anyone ever out there ever noticed the shape of a thumbnail on Netflix, it is precisely the shape of a VHS box or a DVD cover. That's what they do. But it's it's, just, yeah, that's so much. (laughs) <laughs> like nostalgia wise, that's the cool thing about streaming that I love is that it's like living in a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I live inside blockbuster. Like which as a kid was like a dream. Like I could all I don't have to choose one and potentially fuck up. I and and that's the problem is like people aren't willing to risk their time to watch mm-hmm. a bad movie, even if it's potentially good. Um, yeah, I and don't good know is subjective, is, right? But it's. But it's um, that's a it very could be interesting good at what it does, right? It, it, and uh, it doesn't have to be like good to your measure of your greatest film experience, but it can still be good at what it is. And that's a that's an interesting that's an interesting observation. Um, that people don't people aren't willing to sacrifice their time to risk watching something that they're not going to like to risk discomfort to risk being upset. And it's really like, when you think about it, like, sure. Okay. If you're, if you're against, if you're against taking a risk financially on an investment, because you think it's going to be a waste of your time. Okay. That's, that's legitimate. And you could come out the, you know, you're going to either feel really bad because you played it safe or you're going to feel really, you know, really good if you didn't play it safe and you, and you, you know, took that chance. But that's, that's a, that's a really big, that's a really big fish to fry there. If, if you're talking about risking time on entertainment, we kind of, 
we value them in the same way. We value our we value our time entertain value our time entertainment and money all in the same bracket. And they're so completely different. Like your time and your your time and your money, I mean they can go together if you you know obviously when you're working and all that stuff, but if you don't if you don't at least risk some of your if you don't at least risk some of that time towards entertainment and you just kind of watch the same shit that's squeezed out of the media tube yeah are you are you still wasting your time like well, that's it, it's kind it of the thing down, like they don't think they are but it, you it are comes down though. to like when you talk about like reviews and ratings and like are you gonna risk your time like are you gonna watch a movie that somebody when when it's in the media like this movie is a bad movie are you in a rush to watch it like no but it's like it's all the proven thing i'll go with it's like that uh so adam sandler's that's my boy got rated the worst movie ever if right. you watch that movie with your family you're gonna have a fucking good time like mm-hmm. and 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 you're gonna laugh and it's goofy and you know i know people are like oh adam sandler's like dude adam sandler's done more with like cinema style comedy than any of the stand-up legends ever did like in terms of quantity and quality when you break them down and you're honest about it like he's he's been at it a long time and now he's cutting his teeth in more serious stuff like the guy isn't fucking around and that movie it's laughable that it's the worst one ever it just shows you what a bunch of grunts they are because yeah of course it was rated the worst movie of all time because it came out in a time when all hollywood wanted to do was pump out you know, fucking four and shit like that, and like, dude, like yeah. four the the god and like the the Norse mythos, that awesome. Those first two or three movies, absolutely dreadful. And that's not anything about Hemsworth or anything like that. And like Ragnarok, he kind of flexed a bit and had a bit more personality to it, and that's him. But like at the same time, it's like, you know, what I mean, so and that one hit, but critics most likely hated that one. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's just like, are you having fun? Like, that's it. That's all That's all you should care about. Fuck those guys in their fucking suits and ties, writing on their old fucking typewriter shit, thinking, oh, they're just Yelp reviewers. Like, like, do you listen to that? <laughs> like, when you go to get a fucking snack at your favorite hole-in-the-wall pizza place, and do, have you ever looked at, like, the reviews for that place? Have you ever read the potential shit? Like, oh, there's lots of grease on top of my pizza. That's what tissues are for, bitch. Like, sort it out like you don't know how to eat pizza why are you reviewing a pizza plate like you know what i mean like it's one of those like what the fuck are you doing like and you're a professional like this is your job and you went to a pizza place and was like it was too greasy on top that's why that every table has a fucking fat water tissue paper bitch like and if you knew how to eat eat the pizza correctly you would understand that that's supposed to get dripped onto the other slice of pizza (laughs) <laughs> you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, exactly. And, and and so why would you expect movies, especially in this day and age where everyone's a celebrity, where everyone's the fucking guy, right? Yeah. That there isn't going to be some pretentious asshole telling you what you like and what you don't like. I don't. We don't pretend to do that. No, we don't. You're not going to like some of this stuff. Yeah, you're not going to. Like, the, the, just the nature of human beings. Yes. <clears throat> so, uh, we... Getting back to the the meat and potatoes of this particular episode, I've picked five, and Warren's got five. Probably Warren's got a list that's changed 
seven or eight times in his head uh, since we decided to to do this little top five thing. But we're just going to run down uh, these. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, I, I they're in a particular order, but I think this order could change as far as how likely I am to recommend these movies to somebody. Um, I don't think that's really why they're ranked that way. I think it's just my, uh, they're ranked the way that I have them just because of my preference. I would recommend these movies, all of the movies to everybody. So, um, we're going to go down, start at five end at one. Cause that's how numbers work. It turns that's out. That's true. <laughs> that is true and this is how bonus work we need a soundboard or something but uh yeah do you want to start us off there mandinga yeah so we're not doing this in any sort of order i, I mean uh, if you have them i i i have ranked them five through one and five is definitely the the one that i got the least out of and one is the one I definitely got the most out of Mm. other than that. I mean, the ones in between can kind of be mixed and matched around and even, you know, the one I have for number one can be mixed and matched around. Yeah, sure. If we want to, you know, want to run a racket like that. Okay. Um, It's hard because like, obviously the reason I made this list because every one of these films for me is like, did something for me like it was did something a little bit different a little bit special um so it, it was a little bit tougher um i guess i'll probably start off number five and again these aren't in like tiers of like bad to good so much they're just different um yeah so i'd say Mm. Number five, I'd probably say I'd probably say Dark Song. It, it's something that I love. I I don't have the guts to put it at number one or or anything like that. But I I know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea. But like I really liked it. It was like everything that I have ever wanted in those films that introduces to this particular right. subject, I've always wanted to spend the whole movie there and that's what that yeah. movie is. And so it just like, for me, that being my number five, it's a film that I will, uh, I don't think anything else has ever dared to do that. And it's interesting. It's not so much, it's scary, but it's, it's more interesting than it is scary. So you stick in. I like that. Sure. Um, I guess the I guess the best way to describe this particular list is if we want to make it easier on ourselves to to pick them uh it's just the just picking our five like favorites they're all you know we all love them but the five ones that stand out to us the most that we enjoyed the most I I guess and uh definitely I 100% agree uh that uh, a dark song that was definitely, I would say it's among the most unique out of the entire list. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's it was, just the, it the cool. way it's it delivered. Different, yeah, a different look on a familiar subject, 
but maybe the most interesting like, again it's the most interesting part of any one of those films but for the whole film right and i, I dug that a lot my uh my first one uh the number five is the cleansing hour um i i am less cerebral when it comes to my scary movies uh I like Warren. Warren is Warren. Some of your favorite, some of your favorite films are, you know, psychological twists and all those types of things. And I love those yeah. movies. Yeah. And when, I, when we're talking about horror, I, I really like the, I like the old school takes on, on the stuff. I like squishy stuff. I like the, you know, boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, there, I, just, I don't think there are any boobs in the cleansing hour, actually. But I don't know. I really, it was. It's one of the earliest ones we did on this list. In fact, it's episode two after, uh, still our most popular episode, Descent into Darkness, which is it still blows my mind. But yeah. uh, I don't know the cleansing. The cleansing hour was just. It was one of those movies where you watch the trailer, and then you watch the movie, and you were like. That's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. That is precisely. And it was, you know, I, I have a big problem with movies that oversell on the trailer and then like shit the bed when you see the movie, like, Oh, or, you know, what happens in the trailer is they just tell you the entire movie and you don't need to watch the, the actual uh, movie. Notes, you know everything. Yeah. Like every Marvel yeah. movie that's come out. Yeah. Every <laughs> single one. I have a huge fucking problem with that. Yeah, yeah, the no, cleansing hour is my my fifth one, just because it's like, if yeah, I that's... were to structure this list differently than the way you you put, I don't you you didn't really rank it, you just kind of gave it to me. But if I were to like give this list to somebody, um, and structure it in a way that I think they could watch it and enjoy it, and I put the cleansing hour as you know as maybe the first one I would I would suggest to like a palate yeah. cleanser, like check this out, you're gonna really like it, but it's also gonna be different yeah. than the rest of the movies too. No, it it, it, it I, I enjoyed that one a lot as well. It's uh, it's just what it again. It's just what it says on the tin. It's it's a bag of chips. It's you know it's uh, it, it just is there. Everything's there that you need. It's not full of itself. It's not trying too hard. They have a concept. They stick with it. It's also a familiar concept, and it's one that's like interesting in horror as well. And it's uh, with a modern twist, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like perfect, perfect for Halloween. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd agree with that. Um, number four. Um, oh, I'd have to say. I'd say for me, number four, I'd go the Blackwell Ghost just for um, just for the additions after, just to be able to sink into something. A truly unique right? series, yeah, absolutely. Something, something mm-hmm. that you can really sink your teeth into, which is like, is, is, there might be a better films on the list, but this one offers what everyone wants after watching something that you dig, which is like more. Yeah. And this has it. Like, Elaboration. There's, there's more continuation yeah. those types of things yeah, yeah so i i i'd go the black hole ghost for that 
Um, Definitely, man. That one's on my list too. Um, but uh, like that one, that one I think is uh, is sort of the the Blackwell Ghost is the sleeper on this list. I really I really think like it, yeah. I mean, some would argue Descent into Darkness, those types of things. That's Lake Mungo. Those those movies might be um, the sleepers as far as how shocking they turn out to be. Um, but this, the Blackwell ghost is definitely, in my opinion, the, you know, that's definitely, if I had to stereotype the movies that we're talking about, it's that, yeah. like you look at the, you look at the synopsis and you look at the, the thumbnail and you're like, what is like, there's six of them. Like, what the hell is this? And then you click on the first one and you're like, yeah, I'm Dude in. nails his thumbnails. Like oh the guy, God, the yeah. guy, like the guy isn't just making palatable interesting consumable footage for you to watch he, he's doing all the extra shit too because mm-hmm. like you see the thumbnail and you're already like um as, as long as yeah. the trailer and the synopsis doesn't fuck this up i'm gonna watch this movie yeah right like it's already. really funny and that's how important that is it's really funny that we're we're these days we take into account all of those things like you know, it's it's almost like a Siskel and Ebert kind of thing where uh, they would. I mean, any any ranking that you would see them give, they would take into account not just the movie, but all the marketing that went into the movie. And I think that's most important. These that's one of the more important things these days in order to to rope your well, audience, especially in an independent film like that. It's crazy. I, I almost felt like an asshole for putting this on the entire list, because if you look at like the views and the stars that this thing has on Amazon prime, like his series, mm-hmm. it's fucking popular, dude. Like, it, yeah. like you could look at like blockbuster films coming out with like less stars and less actual views than this. Even this first film has, which considering most people haven't heard about it, like, Dude, he's doing something right. Like, there's a lesson in here. Like, it, 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 it's worth watching just for that. Like, if you're not a horror connoisseur, if you're like, oh, you're not a fan of fan footage. Like, but if you're a fan of like film, you're interested in filming. You like cameras. You like ideas. You like stuff like that. Marketing. Watch this guy's film, and then look at the results that he gets from it, and that should tell you everything you need to know about what you need to get success because i mean paranormal activity was flexing with like money versus earnings today it's not so much that it's views yeah right that's yeah that's translating into into how things are ranked these days it's that little number because if i click on a movie and it's got one star and fuck all views that's a real gamble Mm -hmm. but when i click on a film like this and it's got it it's just it love Amazon Prime loves it. Yeah, they love his series. They love his stuff. Uh, he must have been there in the early days of when you know things well, were yeah, and shaky and his, they're paying it back a little bit. But yeah. it's but fuck it, man. Like that's business though. Like that's the business side of it. And and you can tell from how he makes the film, he doesn't he doesn't like hide that because it's shot in that semi reality. It's like a pseudo reality that we're living in with him. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he could come out and talk about that in the film if he wanted to, right? Like, and it wouldn't change a thing. Like, exactly. Because 
to and that that's one one of the main reasons I love this film is because it does something that you don't do since you were a kid, where even though you know better, you suspend reality for him, and then the story is telling. Because then you no 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 this is real and you never look up the names and you never look up the bullshit and you never try and disprove it because you're just like like what did I come here for right did I, you know what I mean I came here to believe it and if this guy's gonna try this hard to make me believe it that that's why it's on the list I I, I love it it's ballsy it could have gone very wrong it yes. could have gone really really wrong. And, and, and he did everything right. And when you look at this, compared to all the other films, we're talking about small teams of people. And while he does have a, a, a team behind, like, when you look at the way the film's shot and everything, it's like, that's maybe one of the most successful films in terms of execution and results out of everyone on the list. Yeah, that's why it's on my list, too. It's like, it's kind of a shining example of independent horror done right. You know, it's like the, it's, it's, it's really the only, it's really the only non-studio backed movie on, on this list outside of, I think outside of Descent into Darkness. I think that's, uh, this is the, uh, the Blackwell Ghost series is the most independent film on this list, I believe. And yeah, that's, that's why it's on, it's, that's why it's on mine uh, as well. Cause you know, it, it is. I believe that movie kind of embodies the reason we decided to do this Yeah, is like a movie like that. You take a chance on it and it shows you something that's just like, wow. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it, it does everything it's meant to do. But on top of that for like, I feel for like anybody who's interested in the making side of it, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost inspiring yeah. how much you can do with so little. Um, totally. And how he can make it seem not like because we've all watched those cheap horror films where you're like, oh, like, okay, like you know what I mean? Like you get to this point when action starts happening, but he, it, it you know, it, it doesn't seem like much in hindsight, I guess, but like it, it should that when you look at like how he pulled off big moments with very little, mm-hmm. and how he's like. He's making mountains out of molehills, but it works like, and it, and it's working to the same thing because his baseline that we come in at is so mundane and so normal, which helps bring you, you know, it's so close to reality that when anything outside of reality, even if it's this big happens, it's a big (laughs) fucking deal because we've started to believe that this is, the reality that we live in, you know, and yeah. I think that's really clever. Um, so yeah, he's, he's definitely on the list there with Blackwell goes to his subsequent films, uh, following that. Most definitely. Uh, the next one that I have, since we, since we paralleled on the, on the Blackwell ghost there, um, that was kind of the, the, I'll put that one in the next, the next one slot, but my next one down uh, for that, which would be my number, my number four, uh, would be the vigil. Okay. Uh I just that was that was kind of the I don't know, I'm I'm really drawn to the visual style of of that movie. And I don't it, it might be it might be because I've I've always 
like one of my one of my favorite movies outside of the slasher stuff is The Exorcist. Like one of that's one of my that's one of my and it's not my favorite movie. Don't the people out there that are gonna your favorite movie has to do with the devil trying to rape a little girl? No, dick. Um, <laughs> it's how you know. It's the fact that it showed its audience when it was put out. It showed the audience something that it never ever seen before like you know the omen and rosemary's baby and those movies they showed a different side of it but the exorcist the exorcist showed you like viscerally the worst case scenario or it showed you viscerally the thing that everyone knows would happen if you were possessed by the devil it'd be the it's the most horrible thing that you can think of but you know the filmmakers showed it to the audience and they didn't cover anything up the vigil it does kind of the same thing for me but it also does this other thing where it introduces it introduces another level of tension and anxiety because it's dealing with a culture that the viewer may not completely or at all understand and, you know, with the demons that we all been brought up with, you know, the demons through Catholicism, which that's what a, a majority of the horror movies and stuff extrapolate upon. It's all Catholic demons. Beelzebub, yeah. Baal, you know, uh, you know, even even like Cthulhu and all of the they're all kind of rooted in sort of a, a Catholic sort of deity structure when you're dealing with Judaism and everything it's this whole other band of demonic creatures that we don't know exactly what to expect from them. And I really, I really dug how the movie brought that into, you know, brought that into focus very, very early that, Hey, um, actually you don't know what's going to happen here. You may think you do, yeah, but no, you that, you have no idea what to expect. I really like that was the, way the super clever of part of it, right? It's yeah, that, like so the fear in these films is always what we don't know, but then even in the static shots, even in the in home base, even in the place where we're meant to feel safe, we still don't understand, and we're still asking questions. Like, Dude, like what? Like why is he? Why is he doing this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like leave? Like what? Are you, but he can't because it's like there's an obligation there. Yeah, you don't understand. Like, so even the non-scary stuff you don't understand. Let alone when it gets scary and you don't understand. It's like it does have almost like a a Lovecraftian type effect on you because it is just complete. Like I don't fucking know anymore. Yeah, like I don't exactly. know what's going on. Yeah, and I um, it's they did it very, and they didn't like, uh, you know, they they didn't. The worst thing that they could have done is make it some kind of chanting uh like b style possession film or something like that or you know or god forbid give the viewer hope throughout the whole damn thing uh you know shame on them why would you do that that? fucking dark yeah no it's uh they they really they really take you to a different they use the exact same thematic elements that we're used to in a movie like that but they you, well, they take it to a different place. Yeah, it's a, it's a very real place though, because although like there's lots of elements that we're not familiar with, so like Judaism and their um, beliefs and, and 
and, and fears and traditions, the set is so familiar. Oh yeah. We've all been in granddad's house when granddad goes to sleep. Yeah. And there's just something about the stylization of the set you totally buy it. it's so real and you buy into it and we've all been there we've all been in whether it's your grandparents or not in an old person's house yep when they're not there and when there's the something seems darker than it actually is there's something vacant about it right because it's yeah. so different how you're living because it's a different time you might as well be time traveling mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like you're house and your room and stuff like that is so different to what they're living because they're still holding on to nostalgic parts of, of, of their life so it's, it's a it's a you go from outside where everything is what it is and like fits in you walk into this little realm of the past and it should be in scary it, streak it's, it's cool it should be and and i also like the way they take a a place where normally you would feel safe. You know, you're at your grandparents' house. Yeah. You know, you feel safe yeah. there. Yeah. But they, they take it and they kind of turn it on its head. And uh, we talked about it. It's We we talked about The Vigil in a previous episode more in depth. We had talked about all these movies in a, a previous a previous episodes more in depth. Um, but we the the last thing I'll say I'll say about it before we move on is, like, the, the scariest part about the movie isn't, you know, Mazik, the, the, the demon that's after that wants your pain or the, you know, all of the, all of the, the jump scary stuff, all those things. That's not the scary part. The scariest part of this movie is the use of the black void yeah. where there isn't light. I that's think that's the really scariest yeah. part of the movie, man. That's so <laughs> like, clever because it touches back to a very early part in your development. Yeah, because everyone at some point is scared of the dark, and it's such a simple scare to to kind yeah. of build on. But they build on it in such a smart way. They play that on. They it know so it's gonna well. that it's gonna touch everyone, and so it's not just dark. It's fucking black, and it might as well be because everyone has a relationship with that fear right mm-hmm. i think it's innate to one is it is it on nature and everyone deals with developing coping with that as you age like through those developmental years so like it's really cool that they use that that is like you're 100% right like even, that's the even going so far film. even going so far as when things get bleak and things get scary that they've even they even vignette the uh the screen yeah. <laughs> And and you don't notice it until I didn't notice it until a second watch that as things get worse, the darkness encroaches onto the main until he's almost framed in a way in this encroaching yeah. black. You don't notice it the first time you watch it because it's 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 also a very visually striking movie, too. Yeah, I, that, I was going like, to say I was like, man, considering the so? location and the filming and stuff like that like so if someone was to give you a camera and give you this location be like film a film like a hundred guys out of a hundred guys isn't going to turn out a movie that's as visually some of the shots in here you took them as stills i mean they're beautiful the the actor selection as well mm-hmm. he has like an old-timey quality to him yeah he Visually, plays he frail fits. He plays. Yeah, he, he like fits there, but we know that he doesn't fit there. But like visually, he sits in that set so well, mm-hmm. and 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 that doesn't seem like a big thing. But 
in casting and stuff like that, especially in a, a film like this, that's a really big deal. Because if you yeah, have a huge. guy who's too modern, it, it it's it's gonna clash. It's gonna we're gonna start seeing cracks. You know, what I mean, like it's not gonna set. But he has this very wholesome thing about him like he could be from the 1950s or the 1990s or like he just mm-hmm. is he is that middle ground of, of human right like, yeah and it's and and you couldn't this movie this movie wouldn't necessarily work if it was one of those brave main character gets broken and we actually see his frailty come out our main character is fragile and timid throughout the movie. I mean, it's not like a, I mean, he, he I'm not going to spoil anything. He does find stuff about find out things about himself and, and move and move deeper and, and, and more, you know, and move further into his faith that he perceives to be lost in the beginning of the movie. But there isn't this like Rambo moment ever. There isn't this, and also to the to the other the, you know, the other side of it. What I said before, it wasn't the strong character getting broken. It also isn't the timid character being becoming strong. There's not like this oh fuck yeah. you moment. It's always it's always like, are you gonna make it through this, dude? Or like, is what's gonna happen yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like he's aware. He's as, he's as aware as we are, mm-hmm. and we've got more information because we clicked on to watch a horror film. Yeah, and it's almost like a part of him knows it. Yeah, right. Like uh-huh. there's almost no, like a, a part of him it. is so timid and so scared all the time. Yeah, but like this is your perfect scenario. Because finally you're gonna fit in, <laughs> like because exactly. you've always been this person, you've always been scared, you've always been timid, and so so it works. Um, no, I, I I dig that choice, man. That's uh, the vigil was not one of the ones I I kind of foreseen you digging on. So that's always cool. There you go. What you have next there, Mister Warren? Um, so what number are we on? Uh, this will be uh, this will be three. Well, I'd say number three, I have to throw in there one of the few that we had that we did back to back. Um, I think I have to throw in the house that Jack built. Hmm. Yes. Um, just for the true crime aspect in this little short list. Um, I think it's a valid area in, in horror that surprisingly isn't really covered as much as you would think. And it's a, it's a cool, imaginative, original way to go around it. I, I enjoyed it. it. It's a good film outside of being a horror film, but it, it's, it is horrific <laughs> in, its, in, its, in its own way. Um, right. So, yeah. That was uh, that was actually the house that the house that Jack built was number three on my list too. If we uh, if we sub out uh, the Blackwell ghost, because I kind of figured we might have that one on the same list. I didn't know we'd had the house that Jack built, but uh, that one's there in the number three slot uh, for me too. It's like there's a lot of uh, films that revolve around the true crime thing, but there isn't any kind of original take on them like even even uh 
my friend Dahmer. That's kind of been done before. But Lars von Trier did I think such a unique job. All of those films, even my friend Dahmer, whether you, even though we follow him in those darker moments, we're the victim as well. Mm. Whereas this is one of the little peaks behind the curtain, or at least imagining what that would be, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and I think I mentioned when we talked about it, I think it's more true than people would ever understand. I think. Yeah, I think there's so much truth in it, especially how messy and unorganized and stuff like that. And then the police selling him as like, oh, we could never catch him. It's like, you know, like, like he planned what he'd done for years. Like, no, he was just like, <laughs> you know, just, just a... like completely fucked every aspect of it up and got away with it. Mm-hmm. And I bet that is so... Um, it's more true than the than yeah. the... Like the, like the, like, uh, was that mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon, the one where it's like, you know, play it, we, we follow a mythical type slasher that's trying to make a name yeah. for himself. And he's like, you know, Oh, that's just a bunch of cardio, man. The cardio alone is crazy. Like, you know, we think it's going to be something like that. And it turns out he's, he's just on the other side of a bumbling idiot. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, he is. And, um, yeah, I, I think that it's dangerously close to real life that no one had ever mentioned because we consume our true crime through the vocal box of the people who are trying to catch him and usually fail to and so of course they're like well he was everything he did was brilliant and this yeah. was brilliant and he never left any clues behind or anything like that and it's like well it's almost like <laughs> guess... a, they say that to be like and look he was even that smart and look we still caught him like yeah yeah exactly like, it's, no. it's to it covers by admitting that they're smart you cover up your shortcomings and the things yeah. that you've missed that you could have gone on and you've been like we've caught this like monstrous person and uh, what you, what they do is horrific of course um and they are monsters um but i just think that this view from that side of the fence is probably more realistic if it is if it is an urge that can't be quenched yeah. Then this kind of feels more real to mm-hmm. what for sure fulfilling that urge must actually be like. Like it's not perfect. It's not. It's not Ocean's Eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's. It just is. Like he just decides and then he does it. And yeah, I thought it was cool. The actors were awesome. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was filmed really well. I, I love the look of it. It's a. It's an awesome movie to be in. Like, as you're watching it, like, you're enjoying it. Even no matter the subject matter or how dark it is, like, you're, yeah. you just enjoy being there. Lars von Trier, I tell you, uh, he really he really makes some truly horrible things visually palatable. You know, you don't mind, even though it's one of the worst things you've ever seen you don't mind looking at it because of how he, yeah. the, the lens he's framed it with and the artistic Which license. Is almost he's like, um, it, it's like a 10th commandment rule breaking, right? Yeah. To original horror. Cause like you want people to look away. Whereas he's like, you're like watching child murder. Yeah. While eating popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, and you're just you watching it? it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, yeah. That's pretty, crazy but again that's kind of you know you could 
say whatever you want, you know, throw blame at whoever you want. But at the end of the day, I think that's because we're on the other side of the fence to where we're in his head. And so the way that we see it, the reason you were able to watch that is because it isn't fucked up to him. Mm-hmm. And it isn't fucked up to us because we're yeah. watching through his side of of, of the... It gives us this weird, like, hall pass in a way to be yeah. sort of... The audience in this case is sort of being voyeuristic to the serial killer's... To the, like, we're being voyeuristic, but not to the plight of the victims, but to the pleasure of the killer. Which is, when I say that right there, that's yeah, fucked. Yeah. But when it you totally see is. it, when you see it but visually he, yeah. represented, it's like, no, I get it. No, that's that's how yeah, he made he, uncomfortable he, things comfortable in a way. Yeah, he no. plates it up so that you can eat what a serial killer eats. Yeah, that's that's a but good way to put it. Feel like you're eating chicken soup, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's no, like yeah. it just is what it is. Uh, no, so yeah, that one made it on my list. What about you? Uh, it was yeah the the is it the same one? Well, yeah, no, that, that was that was the one we had most the the Blackwell the Blackwell Ghost was gonna the Blackwell Ghost was gonna be <clears throat> on the list there, and since we subbed that one out. I put the house of Jack built in, in the third spot <laughs> okay. and, and, and there we have it. Uh, so yeah, that's, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, on that one there, uh, as far as one that's on the list. I mean, it's in the number three, so it just happens to be the third one we're talking about. Again, this list is not really in any way ranking them. It's, it's ones that it's, we've, we've picked five each out of this list that we would, that we would recommend someone initially or first if we had to if we had to distill this list of was like it's between 16 and 20 movies down to a list of five each these are the movies that we would that we would give you um yeah so mine definitely there for the uh for the house of jack built i was blown away by that uh by the visual representation of how comfortable horrible things felt to look at yeah, like it's yeah, like man, it's, it's, it's the one of the worst things I've ever seen. But it's really why does it look so cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't so stop it, looking it at it. Fuck. Question, yeah, it makes you question. <laughs> Am I okay? Because I'd watch a sequel in a second. Oh yeah, like tomorrow. I'd be there so fast. Like and and again, like but that kind of, again, these like put you into the pen of you know. Uh, fucking monstrous human yeah. and it's worrying actually how quick you would go back there mm-hmm. willingly <laughs> Just a little bit like you know like <laughs> um it's really interesting um but yeah well so what are we on now two? we're on number two um my uh my number two is uh descent into darkness i was i would the this is the first movie that we watched uh in in the the month of October for spooky season, and I was literally recommending it to everyone that I spoke to the entire month. And like, just the just the before before you get too deep on it, when was the last time you watched the movie that you recommended as hard as this? Because that like that that's where I put it up high on the list. Because for me, when I watched this film, I was like, I want everyone to feel as 
fucked up as I felt. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to be the only one. And so I'm like, it's a really good movie. You need to watch it. Just watch it. Just watch it. And then we all come together afterwards. Like, it was bad, huh? Like, yeah, it was exactly. like, it was bad. <laughs> you know, like, that's 100%. <laughs> And well, like it's not I, fun being the only guy at the AA. Meeting, yeah, it's know? yeah, like, it's not the it's not it's not fun in the least to have this information and just be the only guy that's like it's like the only guy it's like the only guy that that saw the giant squid. Like you know, yeah. it's there. You know how horrible it is. You know exactly how terrifying seeing that thing was. And nobody believes you because they never saw one before. And then yeah. you're out in the boat and you see that fucker down there. So you shove that yeah. person's head in the water. You're like, mm, right there. You see that shit? Yeah. That fucked me up so for my entire life. you put a smile life. on your face. You go to the nearest tavern and say, who wants to go see some dolphins? Yeah, <laughs> like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's ex- that, that, that is precisely that. why it's this high on on a list, any list for me. That's why I, well, it's, it's kind of, it's strange that it's, it was the first movie that that was, that was what started us into this whole thing. I just, I just, what, the way I see this movie is it's like an eternal ace up the sleeve. Yeah. Whenever anyone brings up, have you seen Hostel? Have you seen this movie? Oh, I'm a real go. Oh, 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dude. Hey, you want to get real? I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> like you know. That's. What I mean? uh, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say. I'm not ashamed to say. I use this movie as that as that trumping card uh, during the month of October because I I'm I'm in I'm in social media a lot heavier than than Warren is. Warren runs the Twitter and that and and that kind of stuff, and he does a lot of uh, like yeah, most of the be- like most of the behind the scenes. Most of the behind-the-scenes research and stuff, and suggesting of the movies, I do it. I, I I do it as much as I can. But War is kind of the driving force behind uh, the direction of a lot of the podcast. But I, I deal with I a say lot of stuff, and then Jason <laughs> does all of the stuff to make that stuff happen. <laughs> like I, I do uh, my my main my I my social media stuff is for is for myself, but. There's people out there like, you know, during the, during the whole month of October is like, oh yeah, have you seen, have you seen Green Hell? And I'm like, you mean Cannibal Holocaust? It was made like 40 years ago and Eli Roth just made it slightly more bloody and less believable. Yeah. It's like, oh, have you seen, yeah, funnier. Uh, It's like, (laughs) it's like, have you seen the Texas Chainsaw? Have you seen, it's like, yeah, I have. Have you ever seen the Descent, uh, have you ever seen Descent into Darkness? Yeah. No, what's that movie? It's like it's a French independent found footage film. It sounds yeah. like bullshit, man. Watch and go I watch can, it. And I can tell you one thing <laughs> that they never come back. Yeah. They like, never return you know, to like the conversation. People, no, those people never come back because <laughs> there's just nothing on its level. Um and that's not to say like I think during the past, all of those movies that you listed did the same thing. They did. Absolutely. But as of current I don't think there's a film out there that delivers on a level. Horror has disappointed us to a point where yeah. you have this kind of comfort level watching something, especially as goofy as this film comes off. Oh, yeah. I'll ne- to the day I die, and I'll never forget 
clicking on that movie for the, the first time. The beginning and the end <laughs> is so drastically different. Oh my and god! The journey you go on as a viewer, and the thing is, is like it's actually traumatic. Mm-hmm. We don't witness trauma; you experience it, and the, the the thing for me is like that. That's you know. <laughs> You know, it's like the first time you ever lick a fucking nine volt battery and you tell your little brother it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> so he <laughs> licks it too. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause that's, you know such a, that's such a lighthearted and fun way to describe recommending this movie to someone. You ever played yeah. a prank on your younger brother? Like, yeah, that's such yeah, a, that's a great way to put it, but it's just like. And I suppose it, it might be the uh, best way to put it because it disarms uh, that, the yeah, person that, you're talking to. <laughs> for sure, that, there's just nothing. It is one of those. It is a top trump. It is. It is a film. When that stuff comes up, when you get those guys who aren't into the psychological stuff or the paranormal stuff, they're like, "Oh, you know, horror. They're not scared." Okay. Well, I guarantee you after you watch this, if you don't own a gun, you will, and if you don't lock your doors, you will, <laughs> and, it, mm-hmm. and it and it, you know. That guy at work that's a bit weird that you always say shit to, you're going to stop doing that. Yeah, <laughs> like, stop doing that, I mean? for sure. I challenge anyone out there to watch this movie, put this movie on at 7.30 at night, okay? Movie's going to run till 9, till 9 p.m. at night. I challenge you just to go to bed afterward. Just turn the movie off and go to sleep. You're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> You're going to go around to every door in that house, every window. The ultimate <laughs> one would be uh, you and your little girlfriend. Go camp in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, go pitch a tent in the backyard. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Never, never, ever will never you ever again. pitch a tent anywhere. Like, unless there's like soldiers watching you like you know what i mean like and it's like yeah it, we'll, it's, we'll we'll pitch a tent in the garage yeah. <laughs> like you know yeah, yeah. no it's it it's one of those films and i think that is what at its core that's what horror is about if you remember the young days of horror your first experience whether it was like freddy or jason or if it was the exorcist do you remember going to your friends of equal inadequate age to watch these films and being like, you should watch this film. Yeah. I have it on video. You can come over. Everyone's going to think that we're watching the fucking, uh, the snorks. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to watch, <laughs> we're going to watch fucking cannibal Holocaust or some shit. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, and, 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 and there's just something in that. It's always nice to have a film like that in the back pocket you can send someone away and be like, they're not coming back. If they do come, if they do come back, they're never going to, they're never going to ask me my opinion ever again. (laughs) Or, or to the other side of that, they're always going to come to me for a recommendation. And that's kind of, I, I, all joking aside, I really think that if your friends are movie buffs, not horror buffs or anything, but if your friends enjoy movies and they enjoy being challenged by movies and they enjoy, you know, experiencing something that's, you know, that's, that's going to push them, push their comfort level, you know, push that type of thing, suggest this movie to them and, you know, watch their job. I, 
from personal experience, before we move on, from personal experience, when Warren suggested this movie, it was like, Descent into Darkness, My European Nightmare. And I was like, because the thumbnail looks like the old, yeah. those old gore films that you see. You know, it's like, okay, it's going to be, it's going to be some fucking dude, like, hacking people apart and then videotaping it, like the Poughkeepsie tapes or Guinea yeah. Pig or something like that. I'm like, okay, cool. And I clicked on it, and it's like, for the first five minutes, it's like Borat. And I'm like, you motherfucker, I'm going to sit here for the next 90 minutes and laugh at this movie. And you get and about, you and you, you do, do. You, there's, there's sections of it where you laugh and you, you know, you're, you're made f- to feel uncomfortable. And then you get about 65 minutes into it. You get to the hour mark. It breaks and, your trust. And exactly this, this right. movie, this movie it's a betrayal movie. Exactly. The the movie The Descent into Darkness is this high on the list. It's number 2. And I would I would venture in my opinion if I was to put out a list, this one would be probably number 1 or 2 on the list yeah. I'd give out to somebody. On that at that hour mark. I say it about all of the great all of the films that we never talked about but always referenced. It's this movie does what The Exorcist does, what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre does, what all those movies do, is that it reels you in on this little teeny tiny unseeable monofilament. It just reels you in nice and close. And then once you're confronted with the actual horror, which you know what I'm talking about, the fucking mm-hmm. hotel room. Once you are confronted by your worst fear, like your worst the worst possible thing that could be in front of you. The only thing you want to do is turn around and go out the door, but you turn around and the door is shut behind you and you got to deal with whatever's in front of you. This movie does that better than fucking anything on this list. The thing I love about that first instance, the first incident that could be missed by a naive viewer Mm -hmm. is that we want to be naive. Yep, we we want to be like, nah, he's talking about somebody else. We've become to like him, and we've become to like see the character. He's a bit goofy. He's funny. We all have a friend like that. It's like, okay, yeah, he's cool. And so, like, we even in that situation of what we do see, and there's a lot that we don't. We are still like, no, no, no he didn't. No, it was, it was fine. It's absolutely fine. And, and then it starts later. But like, when you see where we end up, you're like, oh no, like, and you might still be lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you better believe that 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 little meeting there didn't go, yeah, so well. That, yeah. And 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 that's what I thought was genius is that we make such a big point in horror films the first scare, right? Like the first part. But I loved in this one that they almost try and hide it from you. Mm-hmm. The the director who's also the star and probably the editor and probably did the distribution as well. This is again. Uh, this is as as independent as you as you get. He does he does such a subtle and but thorough job of making you like the character to a fault, like you just, just like gonna, like you just mentioned. I'm just going to pull out that. my butt plug. Do it. Oh, <laughs> very hollow. Yeah. You've, I eat a lot of a lot, a lot of, of, lot of fiber in your diet, are you? But it it's it like you just like you just said. I I, I said the same thing uh, just about. But 
you you like this guy to a fault. You're almost willing to accept that he might have made some mistakes to get where he is right now, but they can't be as bad as everyone. They can't be as bad as what you think they could be. And Absolutely. They, and and again, no spoilers. They end up worse. <laughs> That's all I will say. Yeah. No. Um... <laughs> I think that's a, again, I don't know. I'd love to know his intention. That's one thing that, that like now that I've watched it multiple times and I recommend it to people endlessly, the more I try and wrap my head around it and think that I understand it, I, I want to know, like, because I can come up with all the, the ideas and all the nuances that I think are going on there, but I, I'd love to know what his, because the one thing that we don't know is what was your intention? Like, yeah. What did you want to do here? It would be because cool I'll tell you know. what you did. Right? <laughs> like, I, I, I tell you, I, I can do that in a fucking New York minute. I can tell you exactly what you did. Is uh, You made me make sure that my house is locked the fuck down mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And, um, I became so comfortable carrying with one in the chamber so fast, <laughs> like, like so fast. Like it seemed like something that was like, it's eh, a little irresponsible. And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> like what, like ever, anyone who is, uh, who, who understands what, what that even means. Right. And maybe on the wall a bit, like, <laughs> again, like a lot of people will shame you about it. I'm not going to go that route, but I will say, what if you only have one hand? <laughs> yeah. What if? What if? You're uh, not gonna rack. You're not gonna rack a Glock with your teeth, yeah. even with those fancy ridges. <laughs> like you're just not. I've tried. <laughs> like you it's know, not happening. Like, I had a no. lot of time. Um, no, it, yeah. it's it's one of those films, and and but that's the thing. I think we talked about this when we talked about it, so I don't want to go too much. But it's one of those films that is so nightmarish but almost real nightmarish to a yeah. point where it where where I think it's so important that films like this exist because it makes people smarter truly right mm-hmm. it makes no, you do the point. right thing whether this will ever happen probably never but should you act as though not because that's what these people did and look how it turned out for them. Yeah. Like you don't ever want to be that lady. No, you don't that, ever, that's... you don't ever suffice to say, you don't want to ever be anyone in the last 30 minutes of this movie. Absolutely. You not. don't, you don't No, you don't. No. <laughs> so what do we got a, for a uh... 50 paladin? <laughs> Guy. Um, yeah. So, what you got okay. for uh, for your numero uno there, dog? Okay. So, th- this is a hard one it's, for me to it's like admit. Fucking impossible. Uh, it, it's really hard, but I will put this as my number one for the month of October. It might not be the month. It might not be my number one if you ask me outside of October. If you're talking Halloween, my number one for ticking all the boxes and doing everything and being different to the others and, and, and stuff like that. Um, my number one is Haunt. Hell yeah. No, that's great. No, one. My number one is Haunt. I, I just think October, Halloween, 
this is, you know, it might not be the epitome of horror. It might not be as high as you could take that. It might not be, but it's so good at what it does. Oh, and yeah. what it does is what you want it to do. Right. And and mm-hmm. it, it and it just delivers and it's cool and it's like and I I don't I don't wanna jinx anyone, but it's like a modern day it's like modern day reimagining of like Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. That's definitely where it's like where just like, like parallel you can drive. This, like, and it has this like modern day LA body modification, piercing, tattoo shop type, you know, you see those people and you're like, oh, you know, so like when you're young and like you're into that thing, you're like, oh, that's so fucking cool. But then like this adds a sinister twist, like, well, what are they up to? Have you ever seen him working at fucking Walmart? (laughs) Like, have you ever seen this guy like bagging shit at fucking Kenko's or some shit? Like, no, like, and so it opens up that dialogue, which I think is really clever and, um, Again, like that's why I, I, I like it because it has a it, it has a deepness to it. So it, it's not over convoluted in the story or anything like that, but like the images and the characters, there's like a deepness into our society mm-hmm. in them that is like real. And I love it. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Absolutely dude, Haunt was very close to being my number one as well. It was like it, it, like you said, it, it ticks all the boxes. It's a it's a phenomenal psychological experience. It's a phenomenal visual experience. If you're, I mean, I'm 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 huge into the effects side it of, was, of a horror it movie. Was the, for me, it was the trope breaking. Mm-hmm. It was that reeling us in with every trope in the book. Yep. And then the twist is the M Night Shyamalan of this is is that when I take this mask off, you're gonna wish I put it back on. Like, and that is something that's, like, so Scooby-Doo. Like, it's so, like, drilled into us as children. And we never thought for a second that at that moment that things get worse. Yeah. Right? And that's what I love about it. Is that it's, like, it's this point where we're, like, everything's going to be okay now. We've got him. And then he does it. And you're just, like, shit. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We don't got him. No, yeah. put it back. Yeah. No, it's so it's so cool. It's like I can see like modern day like SoCal fucking high school goth kids fucking totally getting off to this. Like, yeah, like understand like, because yeah, you like, know it's a it's a it's, it's a that's why it's outcast it's, films. Yeah, it's totally scary. It's totally horror, but it's also like metal as fuck mm-hmm. as well. Like it's so like relevant in a weird way. Absolutely, uh, I I really. I really enjoyed that was that was one of the ones where you know that was a lot of fun to sit down and 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 take apart that's the uh that's that's if, if if this was a VHS case in a blockbuster and I had to slap sticker on it it's fun yeah it's just it's a lot and it was a lot of fun to not only watch but if you have if if anyone out there has a friendship like Warren and I do like you love just to talk about stuff and break it down and and really kind of pick that movie apart, not just visually and, you know, as, as far as our love of film and filmmaking and whatnot, mm-hmm. but like trying to, you know, in the episode, we, we kind of dove deep a little bit on the concepts involved in the film. Like, you know, the, the, uh, the twist, you know, what the, even the tagline and the, I used it, I used that what we said in the episode 
as it as the tagline in the description of the, in the description of it it's like what if the monsters are real what if what's underneath that mask is so much worse than what you could think of yeah. what you could possibly think and it's like that's a metaphor for a lot more things than just this scary creature in the movie too it's a it's probably overlooked because of the you know, there's a lot of over the top gore and a lot of overacting. It's a horror movie, yeah. but you know, but th that's another reason for me why it comes up number one because yeah. it gives me everything that I love from different things. It gives me, it gives me the hills have eyes. It gives me wrong turn. It gives me those elements mm -hmm. that I'm here for. This oh, yeah. is why I came here. I came here for fun, and then it gives me an extra element, an extra element of the filmmaking and stuff like that and the costume and stuff where there's thought and intelligence woven through this mindless gore yeah, that we're used to. Exactly. That captures you. You're like a, you're like a great white by the end. Your eyes are completely black. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> I've gotten everything that I've wanted. And then <laughs> there's something else that you're not prepared for. And you're just a big, dumb blood fed shark. And that way just like, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like and that's what it is. It's just like um but no, what what did you come up with? Because there's no wrong answers. Like, no, there there isn't. There, there like isn't. This. That's a and great the weird thing about thing, horror. The weirdest just... part of this whole this whole thing, and I kind of figured it would be a weird list, but you your list your list went, you know, I, I it went the route that I thought it that I kind of thought it was going. It stayed psychological, it stayed um you know, the, the, the more heady films towards the top. And uh, I thought the way I thought it was going to stay that way the entire way, but you close on probably the goriest film on this list. Yeah. And yeah. my number one is Lake Mungo. Yep. Which I is, which is decidedly the least gory yeah. film on this list, but it, it's, I, it's like, it's my number one for a bunch of different reasons. For me, Lake Mungo is like it's like the feeling i get from descent into darkness but it's more sincere mm -hmm. when i tell people to watch this i want them to watch it because i want them to feel what i felt like yeah. i want them to feel that moment when the film ends and you just need to know that this isn't real <laughs> like yeah. like you're googling there's, this shit and yeah you're like, there's a this, this didn't happen though like right there's a, there, <laughs> like, the, uh, you know, like the absolute the absolute manic state that this movie puts you in towards the end of it is it's i i found i found myself i found myself kind of hypnotized by it it's a just like in and like you said yeah. just like descent into darkness just like the vigil um it 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 did and it, it's so it and it's you know I'll, I'll find another way to describe this i promise i will but it's just this whole slow reel in it's just like you know we're gathering information and you know, I, I love the fact that they do the whole, okay, well, this is the answer. And then right after you're like, okay, that's yeah. what happened. It, they just, yeah. nope, that's not what happened. Nope. Yeah. Here, and, and, and here, that's not what happened. And here is everything that you thought that, that made that true. Here's why all of it's false. Here's the reason 
why if anyone's wondering like lake mungo is one of my favorite films outside of halloween lake mungo is one of my favorite experiences watching a film mm -hmm. maybe in the last 15 years of my life whoa um which is huge but it is because it had a lasting impression but the reason it isn't on my list is because what it does to you is what it's going to do to jason here is that now it's on his shoulders and he's going to realize how hard it is to get people to watch this film mm -hmm. because there's no selling point no <laughs> if you're talking about the sentence of darkness you want to talk to some messed up people <laughs> and they're gonna watch it you know they're gonna watch it with lake mongo you're gonna ask people for nine months maybe 12 watch this movie watch this movie watch this movie, and then probably not gonna do it and it's such a shame because you know when they finally do give in they're gonna be you've passed it on yeah it's not your problem anymore and it's like it's their that. job now you know to tell the next person to watch it um but it's a long road it's a it's a long road to get someone to watch this film but my god the lasting impression is that you can put your feet up after you if you get somebody else to watch this film you get to kind of put your feet up and be like they'll spread the word it's like fucking jesus and the apostles yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> You know, he gets to sit there at the Last Supper with his feet up, eating the leftovers while they're all fucking going all around the world telling everyone what's going on. He's like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's where you're at. It, it's it's not an it, it's a great experience. But it's not an easy sell. Saying, but it's hard to sell. It's so hard to sell. I've tried it. I've tried it. My mom loves shows like that. She loves ghosts. She loves paranormal horror. And I've been telling her for like a year now, you need to watch it. Like, I know you, I know what you like, and by the end of this film, you're going to need a diaper, and you're going to be, like, nothing is going to fill the hole in this genre that that film leaves. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's done in such a clever way, it just leaves a, a heaving crater there. Where, where it is and it, it like I said it, it's kind of like a stress that's why it isn't on my list it's just like a stress off my shoulders now that Jason's seen it and he's <laughs> put it as number one it's his fucking job to get yeah. one other person to watch it and it's going to travel like that it's going to be a slow burn but I, I, I do foresee in the next 20 years oh it's going to go I down think, as one I of think, the most brilliant I think, films yeah people are going to be talking about it it's, oh yeah it's uncomfortable it's super uncomfortable. It's and and you kind of you you went basically we went through just about every reason that it's number one in my on my list. It's it's number one on my list because it's a hard sell because it's so real and visceral that you almost like you kind of go it you you kind of go into it if you just go cold and just if if no one told you about Lake Mongo you would think it was real on the outset about halfway through the movie you'd be like I don't want to watch this anymore this is this is yeah. a little bit too uncomfortable but if you go into the movie understanding that it's fiction you allow you get over that hump and when you get over that hump you think okay this is just going to be I'm just going to you know coast to the rest of this movie and you fucking don't like <laughs> you you really I, that was if you allow yourself the, that that kind of that sort of release midway through the movie 
you're disarmed again, and then you're yeah. pummeled. It's so by clever. the twist, it's and it's awesome. it, yeah, that's it's it's number one, not because it's not because it ticks all these all these metaphorical boxes that we always talk about with these movies that you know that the gore or the effects or the all that no it's it's shot like a piece of shit it's got yeah. more cell phone footage on it than just about right, any found footage yeah. movie ever but it's but, somehow yeah more visually pulled, striking and engaging than than any film that i could think of on the list it kept it's me, always between the lines man yeah right like you can go to every film school in fucking la and you won't turn out a film that pulls the eye like this film does. Mm -hmm. And it's because of those shaky moments. It's because of the, like, it, like we went into it, me and the missus just found it. We watched it. And at the end, she, uh, like at the end of every horror film we watched, she turns to me like, we're going to be okay. Right. And I was on my phone. <laughs> I was Googling. Like, I need, I was like, this can't be real. <laughs> like, cause if this is real, like, I don't know what I'm going to tell her. I'm going to be like, this is all fucked. <laughs> like yeah. everything's fucked. We need to, we're going to. Well, it's almost, it, it has, it has this sort of, it has this sort of, you know, the ring forbidden VHS tape sort of feel about it. When they yeah. do that, like when they do the, there are certain cuts in the film um, and I know I noticed them more on a second watch than the first watch. There are cuts in the film that almost appear accidental or almost appear supernatural, like like something is trying to push them into the film to show you something that you missed, which is an interesting thing considering the twist at the end. And when you when you see that, you like it, it's. Especially when, especially when uh, they did the, the uh, when they when they left the camera in the house over the weekend, and yeah. they keep cutting, oh they God. keep cutting back to that footage, and every time they cut back to that footage, you see something else in in the frame, and it's like I don't know if I'm supposed to be looking at this. Like it yeah. gives you this, like it skeeved me out, dude. I I, I watched totally, it. Yeah, no. It's I watched it the first no. time at my desk, which it's difficult to be terrified it's... by anything right here. But I watched it again in my living room, and I had to turn the lights on. <laughs> I was like, "This yeah. is fucking no, weird." There's parts that are like, again, like you said, it, it's so visceral and real that when you're watching someone else's family personal footage, it's it's you feel really... kind of like. Yeah, like you said, like skeevy is it's like kind of gross. Perfect works. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know if I should be seeing this. And then we go down this this route, and, and it's just like it takes us on the journey that it does, and it's just it's so well done and unexpected. Um, but yeah. I, I, the the thing I'd say about like Mongo is, is <laughs> short of anything, like. Again, it's it's a hard sell. If you guys listening to this do watch this, just know the pain of being a watcher of Lake Mungo. This is a pain you carry on your own because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna wait months and months until someone watches, unless you sit someone down and force. In which case, you're gonna have to watch it again. Which, trust me, the second time is maybe a little worse because yeah. you notice things earlier mm -hmm. that, uh, that makes it a bit more weird and uncomfortable but like yeah it's um 
it, it's like a living thing. The film has a presence yeah. of its own. That's it, a, it really yeah, has that's a weight great to fucking it, you way know? to put it. it. It is like, and in, in, in the, the, the reason I said that is because you reference like the ring tape, and that's kind of what it is because you're almost like tricking people to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's hard, it's so hard to get someone to watch it that you're almost like fucking close to getting on a blank VHS tape and sending it to somebody through the mail you yeah. know what i mean like yeah that, and oh, if you man, did that cool. by the way someone would shit their fucking oh. bed <laughs> if you if you sent this on a blank vhs tape like stone cold like selling it as real <laughs> like oh my fucking lord dude i feel so bad for that person because i knew this wasn't real and i still double checked at the end yeah. <laughs> i was like this can't be no and it's, that's what uh, i immediately did i i immediately because i even think you told me it was you told like you told me no what you did was even more evil you told me that you and you and your wife watched this movie and you immediately googled it to make sure it was it wasn't real and you never told me if you found out it was or not and i don't know if no, you did that yeah. by accident that, or you no, did that on that's purpose the, that's but, the important sell is that you you never you never say that yeah goonies and, never say die yeah <laughs> you know, like and you know, um, immediately after the conclusion of Lake Mungo, you better believe the window that I had open next to it was: Is Lake Mungo real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, it's so it's so clever. It's so scary, and it's like if you get fucking wet and sloppy for ghost adventures, let me tell you that <laughs> Zach Baggins, he's gonna be a thing of the past if you watch yeah. this film because. That shit ain't gonna flick your bean no more. Like this is your jam. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like Truly. there's nothing like this. That it, it's so. And the, the thing um, I wanted to say, like I've been meaning to say for the past twenty minutes, but I'm just totally getting off on this film right now because it is just one of those. It's like, oh yeah. Trust me, it's when you watch this film, you'll understand. There's no one you can talk to. <laughs> there's nobody you can talk to. Nope. It's like seeing a ghost for real. Or an alien or something yeah. like that. You can't talk to nobody. You can't tell your boss this. Don't fucking talk about this at work. Don't bring this up to anybody. You keep that to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it is one of those things. You can't talk to anyone. And so, like, now that Jason's, like, watched it, and not only has he watched it, but he's put it as number one, which for me... Total validation. probably the scariest film that I've seen in a long, long time. Like, legitimately scary to where I was, like, I, I had to check yeah. that it didn't exist. <laughs> In the real world, <laughs> um, I'd just say that, like, it has, it has this ability to sell in this world that we live in now, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the think about, like, you watched it in twenty twenty one. It was made in like two thousand and nine. Yeah. Isn't that even more creepy? Isn't that even more creepy though? How oh, yeah. much how relevant it is though in the way it's shot and the way it's delivered. Back then people were like, This is this is you know, I mean this doesn't make sense. But like today it's it's scary how well and how relevant the what the delivery is oh, yeah. of it. Absolutely. Um yeah, it's that's... so ahead of everybody. That's I, I, why it appears as as high as it does on my on my particular list it's like 
for a movie to incite that kind of reaction, it's it's like a it's a one in a million type thing. You know, yeah. It's if, like, you, if you guys, if any of you guys listening think that you're fucking hardcore and you're laughing at our ass, being like these guys, or okay, here, here, here's the deal. You watch Descent into Darkness and Lake Mungo on the same night. <laughs> That's everyone, because each of those have their own little branches that reach into different people's souls. Mm-hmm. And you could watch that with four hundred people. And then <laughs> those two movies branch that whole gap like mm-hmm. there's no gaps between them right there's the visceral very real people of like oh i'm not scared of anything you know and then you have the people who are into parent like, dude those two films like if you wanted if you had a guy who like kept wanting to hang around with you and you don't want to hang around with you anymore it's like yes. that's the movie night that you do mm-hmm. he's like i'm not fucking doing this shit anymore you know what i mean like i'm not fucking doing this like the, yeah, it, it again. We we don't give away spoilers, so we can't tell you exactly why. But watch the watch them. Yes. Maybe not on the same night. If you do, God bless you, and uh, maybe have some holy water, drink a little, yeah. I don't know, spit it on each other's face. I don't know how it works. I don't know how to use it, but like, <laughs> do what you can. Yeah, um, I mean, and 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 uh, you know, we always try to we always try to end on. Uh, we always try to end on you know some kind of of recommendation or something like that, but I mean, the the fact of the matter is that we don't ever want to sway anyone in one direction or another, <clears throat> and like this particular list for the month of October, I think embodies that pretty soundly like there's movies on there that run the gamut and nothing's off limits i think if we got like if if you took this list you got like a hundred people and forced them to sit through these bats back everyone would have different answers oh yeah there there was horror is is so personal right like Mm -hmm. it's so personal what scares you and stuff like that like there's people who find slashers till this day, the most scary thing ever in the world. Like, there's just people who connect with that. And that's fine. That's not wrong. There's no wrong answers. Right? Like, yeah. if it scares the shit out of you... It scares the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> it. Like, and, and there is people like that, right? They're only into slashes. They're only into stuff like that. This list, we tried to touch every base. I, I, I think the, the choices that we put in here that are kind of newer that um are maybe were not so accepted in classic horror right. is the true crime elements that shit's scary that's a huge market right now mm-hmm. and those movies especially like my friend Dharma and stuff like that <laughs> it's like it shows you like even even if you know that you're safe around jeffrey Dharma. it's still scary <laughs> it's still very scary Absolutely. to be around him um, but yeah, no, I, I, I fucking dug it, man. Please watch as many of these as you possibly can. Most certainly. Be the, be the next person, like relieve Jason of the ring tape and watch yeah. Lake Mungo. <laughs> yeah, and, please and, do that. And, 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 and pass it on. All of the, uh, all the movies that we watched, uh, are going to be, uh, on, uh, well, I, maybe we should pin it on Twitter. 
for a little bit. Yeah, I have um, I have the lists on Twitter. We'll put the top fives up. Yeah, we'll I'll, do I'll that. Put, like a list of ten. Most definitely. Um, we'll repost them. Watch them. That's yeah. all I care about. I don't care about likes. We don't care about follows. We don't care about all the other shit that all these motherfuckers on social media care about. All I care is listen and watch. That's mm-hmm. it. Like That's I, it. we don't want much. And then, and, and you know what? Talk. If you afterwards. do speak up, yeah. If you speak up. You best believe you're going to be on the, on here. We're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, the door is open both ways. Find us on Twitter at movie underscore Sherpas. Check us out on Facebook at movie Sherpas podcast. Um, there might be an, an Instagram coming. I'm not hundred percent sure, but uh, check us out on all the streaming platforms. Warren's going to piss his pants. So am I. I am. Thank and, you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> we, we're going to get up out of here, but yeah. uh, we'll see you guys uh, through November and through the rest of the holidays. Say goodbye, Warren. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. I'm going (laughs) to piss myself. (laughs) I want to watch.